Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. and gentlemen welcome to season 14 episode 577 i'm jack ward and i'm david alt uh jack i i know i was off last week but what is with all the poses did i miss something you into hot yoga or something oh thanks david but but i imagine that would spoil no, I'm limbering up for my semantic skills for tonight's show. If my read of both Harry Potter and Doctor Strange movies are correct, I'm going to need to make some very unique stances. Well, I, I think I and a lot of people on the internet will all, will all attest that you've always had a unique stance, Jack. Well, thank you, David. But if you listen to last week's Sonic Speaks, you know that tonight is a special release of Episode 3 of the fantasy adventure series Magus Elgar, If I Only Had a Brain. And it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society. See, David, I opened a portal to the beginning of the feature. Yes, Jack, I think it's very clearly a segue spell. Within the multiverse sits a fantastic magical realm. A place we call Hearth. This is the world of Megas Elgar. His tale continues here, episode three, If I Only Had a Brain. Keeping neat. When you're cutting the meat, being fair. When you're splitting the share, pouring lead. When your pills are brain dead. Do 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 down what's happening okay 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 hold on give me one second <laughs> foolish intruder you have stumbled into the nightmarish lair of the most feared doctor name to be revised doctor what let me go i'm still working on a name Perfectly fine. I just thought I'd have a few more hours to set up based on dosage. Dosage of what? What's that thing shooting lightning everywhere? I have so many questions. No, no, don't tip me over. Don't tip me over. If you are to survive unscathed, you will answer my questions. Or face my most feared vat of electrified sharks. <laughs> 
Wait, your stat is empty. I I couldn't get the shards delivered in time. Then why did you say that? It's a pre-recorded message. I can't change it. Just pretend they're sharks. Uh, what did you want with the doctor? How did you break in? What do you know about the spectrometer? Okay, okay. Magus and I came here in the mirror cauldron. I told him it was a really bad idea, but he got drunk and activated it anyway. Now I'm strapped to a table and I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, and I really, really, really hate lightning. Please stop this! I see you have an iron will. Refusing to talk, eh? Well, let's see if you'll respond to the. Nothing's gone right today. What did I do? You woke up early! Could've put up more of a fight! In the comics, you people always say stuff like, I'll never talk, or you'll never take me alive. My cocktail should've knocked you both out for at least a day! No normal person would possibly... Well, we're not from your world, so maybe you'll believe me now! I guess so. Well, I forgive you. You were planning on feeding me to sharks! I wasn't going to actually do that. I would have left an obvious clue on how to break out and leave you to your own devices. That's what it says in the manual. There's a key right under your shack. There isn't! Oh, I guess I forgot to do that. Whoops, silly me. <sighs> You're either really good or really terrible at this. I could turn it back on. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You were just unprepared. I'm sure you would have done a fine job. Now... Can you unshackle me? These bracers are making my hands tingle. Ah, oh, thank you. Did the doctor let you do this? He doesn't seem like the evil type. Oh no, he doesn't even know about this room. He was pretty upset with me knocking you both out, so I... locked him in a closet. Well, I'd say your writ of recommendation is out the window. Actually, Dr. Horatio puts up with quite a bit from me. Why? I don't really know. I asked him once, but he just dodged the topic. Not sure if that's a good sign or not. Fascinations abound. Magus, are you alright? Well, he's still breathing. Right. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to find Kake. Who? Aren't you worried about your teacher or whatever? Hey, as far as I'm concerned, this whole thing is his fault. He could use a little time chained up. Maybe he'll be able to mull over the consequences of casting random spells without any regard for my safety! Also, where are my robes? I gave you a tuxedo, so... I... <laughs> Maybe that's not so important right now. How did you even have this in my size? Don't you have a cacay to find? Open this door at once! Kaylee, this is the last time I give you indoor key privileges! Right here, Doctor. Oh, oh my goodness. You're all right. Thank heavens. Katie, what did I tell you about that closet? The snacks only placate me for so long. Sorry, Doctor. Good news, though. I'm totally on board. Team Wizard Crazies all the way. Oh. Uh, you're okay with this, Udo? She's no more dangerous than the Magus. Where is he, by the way? Hello! <gasps> How'd you get out? Oh, there was a lovely key right under the shackle. Though I was a little confused at there being two of them. Yeah. <sighs> 
I must apologize for Kaylee Magus. I'm tragically unskilled when it comes to social cues. Therefore, I'm prone to getting taken advantage of. Talk about the blind leading the blind. As a result, she gets a tad overzealous in her protection. She didn't do anything untoward, did she? She almost... Untoward? <laughs> Please. If that was the case, I wouldn't have found Kakei playing in her giant bucket. What giant bucket? She... He was talking about the resonator. Silly Elgar, thinking buckets are high technology. The resonator's quite dangerous. That creature could have been atomized if he wasn't careful. Kakei has many admirable traits, good doctor. Yeah, self-preservation isn't one of them. <laughs> Either way, I think it might be best if you would send us back, doctor. It would be unwise to stay away from my tower for long. I agree. We should recreate the parameters to bring you back. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Perhaps we could make this a regular visit. Oh, yes, I love Let's not get carried away, Doctor. We haven't even checked them for diseases. Well, I read the calculations on the printout. The resonator should be able to match the frequency. This could be quite exciting, Doctor. I'm eager to share all sorts of things between our worlds. Spells! Experiments! Uh, those little foodstuffs you pass around at parties that no one can ever pronounce. Assuming nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, this could be the start of something huge. Magus, was there a man in a wizard hat in your tower? Oh, no. Hmm. Not unless another party was thrown without my consent. <laughs> Books, you know. They know all the best party tricks, but never have the spine to invite me to one of their soirees. There's a rather portly gentleman standing next to an older man in the focusing lens of the spectrometer. That's no portly gentleman. That's my patron, Tarike. What's he doing with my cauldron? I don't think the minister's the problem here, Magus. Look who he's with. No. Quaff. Saboteur! <laughs> what? Wizard Quaff. Consumer of knowledge. Researcher of magic and my competition! Come on, minister, that's not fair! I wasn't gone for that long. That is seriously not his name. He must think we're dead. Good magi treat death as a distraction. I knew that man had no faith in my skills. I hear a voice coming from the cauldron. We're too late. The unblinking has learnt our tongue. Quick, plug your ears. It shall soon begin spreading its lies and slander to divide us. Abominations, curb your tongue, lest you uncork my lust for opiates. Well, a lot of things fell into place just now. Minister, don't listen to that old wizard. He has absolutely no idea of my work and should not be trusted with, uh, whatever it is he's about to do. Magus, please, before anything else happens, where are you? What has happened? It's vital that you tell me. Well, if you don't know, we must really be out there. You're too late, Elgar. You've had your chance with my balance, so I'm going to quaff to make ends meet with your cauldron. Is nobody noticing how dumb that name sounds? Your property is forfeit in accordance with Chapter 7, Subsection 2 of the Magi Pact Legislature. Forfeit nothing. I'm still alive, you dope. Further, pay no attention to the doppelganger in the mirror water. The unblinking has taken the form of its last victim to deceive you. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Step away from my cauldron. You've no idea where it's been. Magus, 
Don't lean so close to the spectrometer. You'll disturb the centrifugal parabola. Hey, did you move my cauldron to cross little hovel? Ugh, it probably smells like caramel and sweat in there. <laughs> the eye! It blinks! Where's that hoof of ulterior minotaur? I will not witness your impossible truth any longer! Calm down! Don't do anything rash! God, stop it! Oh, I ain't touching that twirly stuff! We are tied to one! Why? What's happening? There's of feedback course. coming from the other side! Feedback? No one will watch me! I can make something off of this junk. Yeah, it's covered in goo. You did what? But what about that Magus? What about his story? That fool and the skin puppets beside him are undoubtedly dead. No one survives the unblinking. I don't think so. And what makes you assume they are alive? Because I already said they were dead. And if my word didn't kill them, your spells certainly can't. Not with that kind of plot armor. Oh. That is a big deal. Yes! Oi! Is plot armor stronger than obsidian? Because I'm needing an upgrade that don't chafe me bum so much. <coughs> is everyone all right? No missing uh, appendages? Uh, uh, no unexplained new body parts? Yeah. Oh. Fine. <coughs> what happened? The spectrometer couldn't have exploded like that. Oh, that was more of an implosion. Explosions are still explosions. How did it happen? Clough must have tried to counter the teleportation spell, but the magic needs to work on both sides. It must have backfired spectacularly. <laughs> I give it an eight. The implosion wasn't impressive, but the damage is what really makes it shine. It's all gone. The house, the equipment. All that's left is the resonator in the center. And I don't think that's going to work with all those pipes and wires missing. Elements. There's debris everywhere. There has to be more. Where's all our stuff? This can't possibly be what's left. I don't even see any wood from the house. It probably imploded into half. Like how we got here. Or possibly someplace in between. Doctor? Doctor, I can't fathom what must be going through your mind, but... Consider the silver lining! You've made an incredible discovery! Eh? Uh, doctor? Eh? Discovery? Silver lining? Doctor! Negus. Silver lining? My home, my work, my livelihood! It's nothing! Nothing but a hole in the ground and a few scraps! You two. You come into my world, implode all that matters to me, and you want to go on about silver lining! Silver lining! Your home is intact. 
Your livelihoods are secure. What have you left me? Just a large hole in a ring of destruction. Doctor. I don't want to hear another word from either of you. You're worse than thieves. You're, you're, you're anomalous mischief makers. Get out of my sight before you set fire to my hole somehow. Magus, he's right. We cause nothing but trouble simply by being here. For once, you're exactly right. Well, do what you have to do. You're not going to go to him? What? No, I'm... I, I'm not really a touchy-feely person. I'm gonna make a few calls. Don't go anywhere. All right. I'll go talk to the doctor. Someone should. No. Hmm? I'll do it. You sure? It's ultimately my fault. Yes? Udo? It's not really the time to be smug. A good notion, I believe. All right. Time for a serious face. Who's this? You don't do this much, do you? There's usually no one left to console. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Um, is this seat taken? It's a hole. All my seats were obliterated. Then it's free! Excellent! <laughs> Tell me, why did you go into seance? I went into science to understand why nothing makes sense. Initially, I went into magic for the prestige. In our world, we have wizards, sorcerers, and magi. Wizards are antisocial, and sorcerers are, well, crazy. The Magi are respected by all as the go-to sources for magic. My mother's a Magus too, you know. She hates it, though. And why is that? I still don't know. Maybe she hated that there was so little time for us to spend together. I love what she did, though. I hoped I'd get to cast something with her someday. Did you ever get to work with her? <laughs> what? No. She beat me with a stick when she found out I started practicing. I thought I wasn't worthy enough. But I kept at it. I practiced and practiced, and every time she found out, I got such a scolding. I don't want you using such magic language, Daddy. She'd say. Eventually, to discourage me, she just up and left. Before I knew it, I had a tower, a reputation. And then I had Udo to take care of. Perhaps I've started to view things from a mother's position. All the Magi have towers miles away from towns. We're feared more than respected, really. People tend to fear what they don't understand. Just because magic is dangerous doesn't mean we have the luxury of pretending it doesn't exist. If I hadn't followed in her footsteps to be a Magus, I could have been a great deal of things. But no, we cast the dangerous things, discover the big truths, so no one else has to. I'd say your words have a trickle of nobility if I wasn't standing in a hole that used to be my home. My point is, if what I understand about seance in the, uh, what has it been, two hours? Two hours that I've been conscious here is true. It's likely as unwieldy and dangerous as magic. So why not pool our resources? Work together on solving this and truly make the world a safer place. Or, worst case scenario, make a bigger hole in the backyard of someone we don't like. All of my equipment is broken. 
my notes, my research in shambles. I don't know if I can come back from this. If we manage to find a way back, why not try my world for a spin? I already have one assistant under my belt. What's another colleague or two? I could help replace your notes. Or maybe I can show you a new kind of seance, where knowledge is secondary to the motivation behind casting. You say that like it's the most important thing in the world. It might as well be. <laughs> it might as well be. I still don't get it. Well, my butt is sore. Let's solve our problem in the next ten minutes. I sincerely doubt we can find a solution in, in such a brief window of time. Hey, uh, good news. We figured out a solution while you two were having your heart-to-heart. -heart. We might be able to get back within the hour. See? Things are looking up. It, well, you said it would take ten minutes. Now, now, dear doctor, when life gives us a cup of mead, we gaze in it appreciatively. We do not urinate into such a gift. That's truly the difference between optimism and pessimism. I, I can't even begin to point out what's wrong with that sentence. Do all magi talk like this? No, it's just him. The dragonbone plate in his head has a few side effects, like scrambled aphorisms. Crabby diem, Udo. Tell me the plan. Well, I think the tear the cauldron and the spectrometer made is still present. If we manage to combine the base elements of the mirror cauldron with this recall wand... Device. Recall device, Kaylee built, we could open it up just enough to jump through. That sounds good so far. Udo and I will go get the supplies. The doctor and Elgar will go and bury the spectrometer. We'll have to hurry because I might have called the cops. <gasps> Not the tree guardians. You bloody druids! It is Kaylee! I thought you'd want to press charges. Plus, this hole got rid of a load of other evidence, so win-win. They'll just think we blew up the house with a dangerous experiment. They're right, but it's still not our fault this time. Just less talking, more shopping. Okay, I've started making a few calculations. In theory, we can use the spectrometer to alter your brain enough to get to where we need to be. We would have gotten here sooner if Udo didn't scream anytime I got above 50. The metal box wouldn't stop growling. We were already subjected to your tortures, Miss Cayley. I'd prefer that your blade pen stay far away from my brain. It's not brain. Brain. B-R-A-N-E. It's our perceived universe. The four dimensions you sense here is our brain, our world. I, uh, so we use a brain to have a brain? Or is the brain, um... Uh, here, allow me. I'll give you a visual explanation. Uh, where's that? Ah, here they are. We'll use my ballistic-proof shakers. Salt and pepper? Doctor. Uh, cumin and pepper, actually. Consider your world the pepper. Uh, is the holder the brain or the stuff inside? I... neither. And this dimension you're in now, Earth, we'll call Brain C. If we find the hole you punched into our C brains, we can follow the way back to your P brains. Now you're just taking the piss. <sighs> I don't have time to explain again. People are starting to gather. All right, now do we have everything? Not everything. Apparently, after we bought two bat 
battery? Battery. Battery boxes and three gallons of bleach. The merchant got suspicious, and we had to leave quickly. He couldn't have been that suspicious. Actually, considering what I usually ask for, he was pretty lax. I'm surprised he even let me in. Well, what are we missing? We need silver blood. It's what the cauldron was made of. Yours splashed out in the implosion. Silver what? It's a type of thick silver liquid. You mean mercury? It comes from a rare... something or other. I don't know, I'm not really an alchemist. Could we find something close in my hole? That's what she said. You're right, too soon. We've got what we need right here. Kake, could you come here a moment? Go ahead, Kake. It's all right. Gentlemen and lady, may I present to you the prime specimen of a chimeric abomination. As you can see here on my shoulder, this replica, as we call it, is a cross between a horntail, a frill lizard, a sewer trap, and a majestic baby phoenix. Note the two noodly appendages that it tries to pretend our wings. As you can see, now that I have properly offended it, a secretion is oozing down my shoulder. Kake is primed to shoot all sorts of fluids in my direction, should he feel sufficiently insulted. You see, Kake holds churning around within himself the remnants of your alchemical ingredients. It's just a matter of coaxing the right ingredient. I don't believe it. He had mercury inside him. Brilliant, Megus. I never thought Kake had it in him. He doesn't need that blood, does he? Nothing a candied apple won't fix. Uh, walk it off, Kake. You'll be perfectly fine momentarily. I can hear sirens approaching. We don't have any time left. We need to open your portal or you'll be stuck here forever. All right, all right, here. From our equations, this is going to take exceptional precision, careful measurements, and the utmost, the absolute utmost paramount care. The slightest mistake could be our undoing. Bloop! What? Megus? Oh, untwine your robes, Udo. Thick-headed bravery and testicular fortitude is what we need here. Uh, no offense, Mason. Eh. All right. One. Incantation. Not magic. Old habit. Mead. <laughs> what do I do? You. Yes, you are the most important thing of all. Uh, no, that's a lie. But I have a solution to your house and prison problems. Come with us and learn about the world of heart. Will you take my hand, sir? Oh, shrug aside my livelihood for the unknown? Well... What's a scientist without the unknown to study? But, wait, what about coffee? Do we have time for a coffee run? Uh, attention mad scientists. Stop whatever is making that rippling ball of light and put your hands on your heads. Not really. All right, I accept. I'm coming too. It's either this or a jail cell at this point and I'm not taking credit for this mediocre crater. Where in hearts will the portal open? If my assumptions are correct, it's still in Wizard Quaff's home! That man hates going outside! Will he be okay with us barging in? Of course not! That's the entire point! <laughs> this truly is a wonderful day! He's not going to cast at me, is he? Don't, don't worry, he's a wizard. Without a ledger's worth of ingredients, there won't be any magic coming from him. Where's the other one? 
Oh, uh, I let him watch over the junk cart and figure out how much we can get for it. Why didn't you watch over it? I didn't want to miss a good arrest. I could have done this by myself. <laughs> no offense, sir, but you're, you're not, sir. More not. But I'm tish. Well, we'll have to make do. We won't be able to confiscate Quaff's laboratory until after the arrest. <sighs> this is true lunacy. On what charges are you arresting me? You promised not to explode things that belong to me. It was written in bold, underlined text on your contract that you signed in blood. <laughs> really, Wizard Qua, for a consumer of knowledge, I don't believe this will be an indictment you'll be able to... swallow. Then what, sir? <laughs> you think you have the stones to have a verbal battle with me? You may think you've woven quite a legal defense, Minister, but after my pummeling, I'll leave it in stitches! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you put your job in that one. <laughs> Sir. I am the authority here as Minister of Textiles. I sentence you to imprisonment for the destruction of... of... What is that sound? By the elements, the unblinking comes! It's just the five of us emerging from parts unknown. If you're wondering how I overheard you before I came through the portal, assume I've ascended to godhood. Careful, Magus. Your ego's showing. Again? I really must get a refund for that cream I ordered. Petulant abominations! You mock our humanity with your lumpy masses of flesh! Is this what you call convincing? Look at that one! All rolls and no substance! And her! A spindly frame like a spider! No meat, wiry fingers like razor-thin claws! May I? By all means. You can't expect me to allow this... That was fast. I didn't suffocate him, did you? Chloroform, good for first dates. How did... I... Uh... uh, uh, uh Magus! Magus! How good to see you alive. Luckily, my words of feigned betrayal motivated you enough to find a way back. I never doubted you, sir. Save it, Minister. I died and you were trying to make a pretty coin off my corpse. We've all been there. Some more than others. Was my tower still smoking when you removed the cauldron? A bit, yeah. I'm sure we could come to a perfectly reasonable compromise. Fear not, dear minister. I am not a man that holds grudges for such petty acts. Nor am I a man that impedes retribution. <laughs> Thank goodness. I, well, what was that last part? Allow me to introduce you to my associates. Dr. Graw Horatio and Miss Kelly. Insert last name here. Fawn. Doctor, it was this man's greed that led to the events that caused your house to implode. Do as you will. How do you do? I am Dr. Graw Horatio, a scientist. A what? Scientist. Science runs on a set of rules, not unlike magic, based upon the discoveries of older, wiser scientists. Uh, for example, to every action there is always an opposed and equal reaction, Isaac Newton. <laughs> Clever man. <laughs> How 
ever. You can't just make a statement and leave it at that. <laughs> For example, let's make our hypothesis. Based on the rules of Newton, I believe my fist will cause a welt to form on your face. My face! You must then test this hypothesis in a controlled environment. Stop with the punching, please. And you must test rigorously. Mind if I sit down a minute? And finally, you must confer with a colleague to confirm your findings. Miss Fawn, if you please. Yes. Where did you get the crowbar? I couldn't find the gun in the debris. So I grabbed this instead. <laughs> your, your thoughts, brazen thug. Science looks painful. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Oh, oh, oh dear, you're not going to hurt me, are you? I hadn't noticed your turkey-sized biceps. No, oh, Trike's been overdue for a good punching. I'll tell him I gave your face a good bruising, though. <clears throat> you gents and lady have a nice night. <clears throat> what a nice bodyguard. Science is scary. Come on, Kike, grab the bacon. Thanks for cooking breakfast. I'm not used to people using the kitchen as it's meant to be. Oh, I'm terrible at this, really. But Kike seems to like it. <laughs> Oh, morning, Doctor. Morning. <laughs> Sleep well? After a few hours of night terrors and horrific landscapes of monsters with my old geometry teacher's face on them, I did get a little sleep. Yes. Oh, I almost forgot what a torture unconsciousness was like. How long was I out? What day is it? It's Thursday, I think. About a week. A week? Right. Coffee. My one true regret in all of this. Elgar's been busy trying to fix the cauldron. Meanwhile, Udo's been showing me a little about magic. What about that remote you made to get us here? It ended up as a lump of plasma in the trip. Oh, shame. Well, I suppose we could take the downtime to learn all we can about Hearth and the mechanics of the portal. Hey, that's not a bad idea. We can show you some of the sights around here, learn about magic, as long as no one at home will miss you. We may want to lay low anyway. Police tend to frown on scientists who cause property damage. Or so I've read. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Hey, Kaylee, is that the slicing pin poking out of your robe? It's a lab coat. And this is a scalpel, by the way. Mm? We actually use it to make precise cuts during surgery. Particularly... Or ah! Get off me! Hey, get off me! Whoa! You... How, how did you cut the whole table in half? It's not supposed to do that. This reeks of magic. Did someone say magical mishap? Nobody said that! Ah, it's good to be back at work. Few can ever predict what will happen in the world of Hearth. Will the Magus be able to send the Doctor and Miss Fawn back to their world? What is this new mishap they have wrought on this one? Return soon to find out next time. In the meantime, I've an entrepreneurial purse to lighten. <laughs> In Magus Elgar by Kennedy Phillips, Ricardo Cabral played the narrator, Kaylee Fawn, Sandra Espinoza, Uda Malaki, Chris Moore, 
Dr. Grah Horatio, Randy Mazarian, Magus Elgar, William Violinus, Minister Trike, David Ottovino, Wizard Quaff, Kellen Goff, Gott Ironball, Brian Stavali, and Kakei was played by Kennedy Phillips. The theme music was created by Hamed Hokanzadeh. Incidental music by Andrew Maz and APM Music. Vocal performance was directed by Andrew Cornell. For a full list of credits, please visit MagusElgar.com. Magus Elgar is a Melody Gun production mucked about for the entertainment of listeners like you. It was late June a year ago, and I had just gotten off the plane from a trip to Texas that was one of the most meaningful experiences in my life. I just said a final goodbye to a longtime friend I had met in the audio drama world, Bill Hallwig. Along with his daughter Bailey and a couple of his many friends, Lothar Tuppen, his wife Jan, and Jeffrey Billard, we wiped our tears and scattered his ashes at Cross Plains, Texas, the home of Robert E. Howard. Together, the four of us cemented a bond that has only deepened and expressed itself in new audio drama productions and a monthly podcast where we get to look at old-time radio and analyze it. And we talk, Jeff, Lothar, and I, at least through email, almost every day since that fateful weekend. I remember coming off the plane and into Halifax Airport and thinking very clearly, what now, Bill? I didn't want this connection to end. And and that's when it hit me. Why not a way to have everyone come together? You know, the modern audio drama movement in its current blossoming mirrors the rise of podcasting. The Sonic Society for 15 years now has been blessed with almost 200 different companies and producers and closing on to a thousand different shows weekly and even multiple times a week. So with the help of many people, not the least my amigo brothers Lothar and Jeff, Brian Bocchicchio, Matt Leong, and so many more, and with the kind donations of our partners and my oldest childhood friend, Chris Morano, I'm so happy to announce that we can get together. All of us. And here's how. Come to Halifax, Nova Scotia, in July 24th to the 26th of 2020, and we'll have a ball. We've already booked the rooms, halls, and even a theater for a series of live performances on Saturday night. People you may have known for years will be there, and all new friends, creators and fans alike. Let's get together because there's never been anything like it. This is the world's first conference focused only on the modern audio drama movement. Mad-Con.com. That's M-A-D-C-O-N.com. The website is up. And reservations are ready for your place in history. Myself, David Alt, Austin Beach, Tanya Malevich, Lothar Toppin, Matt Leong, Jeffrey Billard, John Bell, and so many more are going to be there. As we fill the ranks, we'll let you know who else is coming. A full weekend, July 24th to the 26th of 2020. Mad-Con.com. Get registered today. There never is another first time. Here's our time. Can't wait to see you there. I'm Jack Ward. Audio drama's been a part of my life now for almost 20 years. The people in it have given so very much to me. And now here's my chance to say thank you. That's why I'm going to mad-con.com and getting my ticket. See you in Halifax. See you in MadCon in 2020.
mercy on a soul. Judgment is upon us. On the frigid, blustery night of December 16th, 1835, the worst fire in New York City history swept through Manhattan. Everything south of Maiden Lane and east of Broad Street, at that time the city's chief merchant district, was turned to rubble. The fire caused an estimated $20 million in property damage, over a half billion dollars today. The official investigation found that an exploded gas pipe ignited by a coal stove caused the fire. No public blame was assigned. But what if New York's greatest accidental fire was no accident? Coming spring. 2019 to your favorite podcast app, Burning Gotham, a new audio drama about the fastest growing city in the world and the opportunists who shaped it. To find out more, please go to thewallbreakers.com. And that's this week's magical feature. You know, we didn't have too much time last week to speak of your own fantastic adventures in Canada with the No Sleep Live show from David Cummings and the gang. How did it go? It went very well, thanks, Jack. We were in the Gin Mill, which is a lovely gastro pub in Toronto. So upstairs, there was only room for 60 people uh, each night. We did it two nights. And it was just a very nice, very cosy, very intimate kind of fireside telling of spooky stories and it even snowed on the saturday night which was <laughs> quite fun to see it's wonderful were you able to escape uh within like two hours after the performance or were you continually mobbed by people again? <laughs> this time because it was in such a, a small venue we were able to speak to and, and greet everyone as they came in oh, so i spent the the sort of the first hour where people were getting their food and drink and everything, just going around and sitting down at people's tables and saying hello and stealing chips. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and, and who was there performing? Uh, it was, so David Cummings, obviously, Jessica McAvoy, mm -hmm. Nicole Goodnight and me. Then uh, Brandon Boone on the piano, of course. Oh, nice. And, and music. And special guests, uh, Jeff Clement and Matthew Bradford. Oh, wow. Sounds like a full crew. It was. And how yeah. many different stories did you guys go through? So we had five scripts in total. We did uh, two. So we did four scripts, two on each night, and then one final script, which was the same each night. And then we also had a couple of short, um, scary, sort of bite-sized horror pieces from the suddenly shocking series <laughs> that's great is there any plans to do another uh, trip around the u.s that i couldn't tell you i'm afraid it's it's all out of my hands <laughs> i i know nothing <laughs> that's good well <laughs> if you out there in sonic audio land if you want to have a magical adventure in canada with david and i i hope we will see you at the world's first modern audio drama convention i know it's early 
But the early bird passes close on November 30th of this month, so don't delay. Get your tickets today at mad-con.com. That's mad-con.com. Yes, please join Jack and I and John Bell and Austin Beach and Ed Champion and Lothar Tuppen and Jeffrey Billard from the Amigos and a whole raft of other people. That's right. I should get on asking those attending if I can read their names on the show to help. Ah, that would be a good idea. But in the meantime, please send us any ideas or thoughts to our Sonic Society email at sonicsociety at gmail.com or send us a message through the Facebook groups or to either of us on Twitter. I hope that everyone had a quiet Remembrance Day this week and until next week where we'll be jabbering on, so to speak, in a feature. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm David Alts. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night, everyone. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.